Soft Engineering Radio, episode 135, Introduction to Software Configuration Management. This is Software Engineering Radio, the podcast for professional developers on the web at se-radio.net. SE Radio brings you relevant and detailed discussions and interviews on software engineering topics every 10 days. Thanks to our audience and the partners listed on our website for support. Welcome to a new show on Software Engineering Radio. Our topic today is Software Configuration Management. My name is Michael and my guest today is Petri Ahonen from Finland. Welcome, Petri. Uh, hello. Petri, briefly introduce yourself to our listeners. Um, uh, I work for a company called Design Combos, uh, which is a company in the business of uh, manufacturing and uh, designing uh, networking equipment. Uh, my role there is uh, managing uh, the uh, product development, uh, engineering and uh, I've been uh, working in uh, different software engineering related positions for the last 13 years. Um, how did you come up with software configuration management as a topic for IC Radio? Actually, I did propose uh, a discussion topic uh, for the uh, software engineering get together event last year. It's a shame that the event got cancelled, but uh, I'm glad that we have the opportunity for this podcast. What is your involvement with software configuration management in, in your daily life? Well, I've never I've never been a full-time SEM expert per se, but uh, I've always found it to be an uh, important tool, tool uh, in the software projects, and uh, I think it has a significant uh, role in the success or failure of projects. How would you define software configuration management and what it's all about? Uh, software configuration management is, uh, is the tools and processes to manage the evolution of a software product. Uh, in this context, uh, with software product, uh, I mean uh, a configuration of components or configuration items. Uh, These, uh, these configuration items uh, are typically, uh, for example, source files or, or build scripts or anything, anything that affects the uh, uh, software product. Why do you think software configuration management is necessary? Not that I need to be convinced, but uh, it's for sure interesting for our listeners uh, to get your experience on that. Uh, well, my, in my personal experience, uh, the most important reasons for software configuration management are the identification, component sharing, and uh, concurrent development. Uh, these are the things that I have found personally, personally the most important. Uh, uh, I'm sure in uh, different industries there are very different uh, requirements and uh, perspectives for SEM, but uh, for the uh, uh, embedded software projects that I've been working with, uh, these, are, these are the ones that I have found most important. 
Um, you mentioned identification. What do you mean by identification? Uh, by identification, I mean the relationship from a specific configuration to its configuration items. Or, uh, in other words, the relationship of software product and its source artifacts, the stuff that it's made of. For example, uh, when we manufacture a device, it always uh, has a specific image of our software programmed into it. Each image is labeled with a version identification uh, from which we can later determine what's, which feature, features and which bugs are there in this device. You also mentioned uh, component sharing and concurrent development. Yes, when uh, when you're working with a software, uh, when you're working with a product that is implemented in software, uh, you're actually working with a number of uh, number of uh, similar but still slightly different uh, software products. You have the latest and greatest version of your product, which which has all the latest features and perhaps all the latest bugs as well. Um, then you have a, a number of versions of the uh, of your product that you have already released in the past uh, or deployed at a customer. Uh, while these versions might not be actively developed anymore, uh, you still need to be able to uh, uh, troubleshoot and fix bugs uh, on those as well. On the other hand, uh, uh, these are all efforts that uh, need to be isolated. Uh, and uh, on the other hand, uh, you need to be able to uh, uh, eliminate duplicate efforts uh, while working with very similar similar products. Okay, so in the following, we want to go through a set of definitions of typical terms in software configuration management. By that, we, we also would like to explain um, how those terms are used, how those concepts are actually used. So, Petri, I give you the keywords and you define them. Is that okay? Okay. Um, source file or uh, configuration item? Uh, yes, uh, a source file is probably the most uh, most typical configuration item in a, in a software product. Uh, but in general, uh, any, any component that uh, affects the software product should be considered as a configuration item. Uh, for example, compilation scripts, uh, any configuration files or descriptors, documentation and even artwork are examples of uh, configuration items. Uh, also, software components uh, such as uh, libraries should also be uh, considered as configuration items. Repository? A uh, repository is a place to store your configurations and the configuration items. It's like a database. Commit, or uh, it's also called revision or change set? Um, yes, commit is a, is a modification uh, to a set of source files in a repository. Uh, I think uh, most of the tools nowadays uh, uh, treat uh, commits uh, as an atomic set of modifications so that uh, when you check in, or I mean, uh, when you when you commit a, a change to a set of files, uh, all those uh, changes are, are applied, or none of them are applied at once. 
in addition to uh, the changes themselves, uh, a commit typically carries uh, important metadata as well, uh, such as who made the commit, when was the commit made, and uh, and, uh, and the text message describing what what is the commit about. Then the term workspace. Uh, workspace is a personal copy of the all the configuration items needed to needed to uh, uh, build the software product, uh, like a, the complete uh, source source tree for your for your software project. Uh, these workspaces should be always kept separate, uh, uh, in the sense that you should never share workspaces among developers. And uh, while you can uh, use multiple workspaces for yourselves as well, you should keep them separate as well. This will save you from trouble later when uh, committing your changes back to the repository. Um, a tag or a baseline? Uh, a tag is a name that is assigned to a complete uh, complete set of files, uh, source files that are required to build the software product. The, the set of files is frozen uh, in the sense that uh, once the name is assigned, the, the contents can no longer be changed. Um, it's like a name snapshot in time. Uh, an example of a uh, tag could be uh, um, a released version of a software product. Uh, these tags can be uh, manually assigned with a human uh, human assigned name, or, or these tags could be implicitly generated by the tools. A code line or branch? A uh, code line is uh, similar to a tag uh, in the sense that it uh, it is a name that is assigned to the complete set of uh, source files, uh, but it, it is an evolving set, uh, uh, so that uh, while the code line is being developed, uh, the commits introduce changes to the files, but the name of the code line uh, stays the same. Uh, typical examples of uh, code lines are, are mainline and or trunk code lines for active development and uh, release code lines for maintenance. Each code line uh, should have a different policy. These policies, uh, these policies uh, depend uh, on the purpose of the code line, uh, and uh, the, these policies define what kind of changes are allowed in, in a code line. Uh, a code line uh, is uh, typically implemented as a branch in the, in the tools. Uh, and uh, tools may assist you with uh, with enforcing your policies uh, on the code lines using uh, using techniques like pre-commit hooks or similar. Then the term build. Uh, but the term build, I understand two different uh, concepts. Uh, first, uh, build is the process of uh, turning your configuration into a software product. Uh, it's about the compilation, the linking, packaging, uh, all the stuff that is completely automated. On the other hand, uh, this resulting package is often called a build. Original source? I would like to uh, make a clear separation of original source and intermediate files. This can be both 
uh, in in both can be uh, configuration items within the software configuration management uh, but uh, but the original source are the those files that cannot be generated from other files they are they are the ones that are human made and require require uh, uh, human effort to create uh, the intermediate files are those that may may be in fact quite similar but uh, they can be generated uh, generated from the original source uh, i think it's in 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 the ideal scenario these intermediate files would always be generated uh, when uh, needed uh, during the build uh, but uh, at, at least they should be clearly separated from the original source uh, I do know that the, this is not always feasible to build everything, uh, everything from the scratch all over again. Uh, but uh, as the intermediate files are basically a caching exercise, it should at least be controlled by tools uh, as trying to manage manage uh, the relationship of uh, the original source and uh, the intermediate files is, in my opinion, a recipe for trouble. So in summary, uh, you don't advise to cache or store any intermediate files because um, you will get very easily get inconsistencies, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, it's it's uh, it makes it harder to uh, actually uh, identify what the product is made of if you have uh, these intermediate files uh, in between. And uh, I understand that it, it is always it might not be not be always feasible to build everything everything uh, from the scratch all the time, but uh, at least trying to keep them separated so that the original source are in in a different location than intermediate files, uh, so that uh, you won't accidentally uh, get them into an inconsistent state. That would be a helpful strategy. And uh, for the build you mentioned, automated build, so you you should really au automate everything, right? Yes, I think it's it's very important that the build uh, can be uh, build can be uh, performed completely automated, so that it is uh, it is repeatable, uh, that uh, the same source always produces the same product, and uh, the the sense that uh, everyone can invoke the build process with minimal effort uh, so that uh, they can uh, try out any, any changes and still trust that the, the changes that they made are the only ones that are affecting the software product. In the definition of code line, you uh, mentioned the term branch. What is your experience with, with branches? How, how intensive should you use branches? Uh, certainly you shouldn't uh, overuse those branches at least with tools that have uh, limited support for merging merging those branches uh, it's it's easy to it's often easy to branch but merging merging back those branches might might be might be uh, too costly in in some some cases uh, Okay, thanks for the thanks for the definitions. Um, we don't want to go into any tools discussion, 
But uh, Petri, please iterate briefly on what kind of tools uh, you need for software configuration management. I think there are two sides, sides to this. Uh, uh, first, you, you need the actual SEM tool to, to store your configuration. Uh, but uh, I think uh, equally important is the, is the building uh, build, build tool as well, uh, so that you can turn your configurations into, into a finished product. Um, uh, there are a lot of SEM tools that each have it's have a different scopes and functionality, but but uh, mostly the SM, SCM tools are independent of, of your uh, technology in, in your application. All, all the tools can deal with any kind of artifacts as long as they are represented as text. Um, uh, so so uh, binary formats are always a bit more complicated, but as long as your, your sources, in, uh, sources are in, in text format, the tools don't really care that much. Um, on the other hand, uh, the build tools are more often specific to your technology and uh, platform uh, or even programming languages. Uh, but, uh, but regardless of which tools you use for building, uh, I think it's important that everyone is using the same tools. Uh, um, a brief question on on your uh, statement that binary formats are a bit more complicated. I guess it's it's the merging because that's next to impossible with uh, binary components. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, not only the merging, but uh, even even uh, um, taking out the differences of binary files. Uh, Without actually understanding the contents, uh, it doesn't make much much sense. So, in theory, I think you you could have a binary artifacts in in your SCM, and and uh, you could uh, make dif uh, see differences and even merge changes if you had uh, specialized tools for your format. But but this tool, but this SCM tools typically only only handle the text. Mm. Then with the build tools, uh, what are your favorite uh, build tools? What kind of tools you use? Uh, do you use for for building and for automating? Uh, well, personally, uh, I, in in our env environment, I, I use uh, mostly make files and uh, make files and shell uh, uh, scripts for for the for the building. Okay. Um, then we had a brief discussion on centralized versus uh, distributed software configuration management. So what are really the differences and what is what is this all about, a centralized versus distributed model of software configuration management? Yes, um, uh, in a centralized system, uh, you have a single repository that is located on a, a server and uh, each of the Clients then access this repository over a network uh, and uh, uh, send, uh, send and receive uh, modifications to and from the repository. Uh, the server can enforce the integrity of the repository and, uh, uh, and uh, typical uh, examples of this kind of centralized tools are, for example, uh, Subversion and Perforce. Um, in, in distributed uh, systems, uh, 
uh, all the workspaces actually have a clone of the whole repository as well. Uh, there is no central server and uh, the modifications are, are propagated uh, between peers. Um, as there are no, there is no uh, central server to enforce the integrity of the repository. Uh, the uh, the use of uh, cryptographic hash functions is is uh, used for um, establishing the relationships within these repositories. Uh, Git is an example of this kind of distributed SCM tool. It, it would have been an interesting topic for the uh, get-together to discuss uh, first-hand experience of different tools. So what, where do you see the advantage of the such centralized tools? And where do you see the advantage of, of distributed software configuration management tools? Yeah, I, I have little experience with the distributed, distributed tools, and that's what I would have uh, like to discuss uh, uh, in the get-together, but uh, 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 the greatest promise in the distributed, uh, distributed uh, SCM tools is, in my opinion, the, the uh, merging capabilities and the fact that the uh, uh, complete repository uh, and is, is always available and, uh, and um, uh, this means that the complete history is uh, retained all the time and this, this should help uh, the merging, which is possibly possibly uh, an easier effort when you have the complete history available uh, at, at all times. Okay. How do you use these tools to enable the concurrent development um, of both experimental and release versions of your product? Uh, I use uh, different code lines to separate these. Uh, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of different uh, approaches to managing the code lines, but uh, what I'm most familiar with is, is the mainline model, where, where you uh, have a single code line uh, called mainline or trunk that uh, always represents the latest evolution of your, of your product. Uh, other code lines are branched off from this uh, mainline, and uh, this can be, for example, release code lines or, or development code lines. The, the mainline uh, code line uh, uh, evolves forever. All, all the features are implemented in there and uh, typically the mainline uh, uh, must always be buildable and uh, pass a set of regression tests. Uh, uh, a release code line uh, is uh, is used for stabilizing and uh, testing uh, testing a version of the software that that is to be delivered uh, externally and uh, later later it can be used for debugging and uh, fixing important bugs on the versions that are already deployed uh, from these release code lines the bug fixes can then then be merged back to the mainline and but, but, but uh, other than these fixes, uh, the release code lines do not evolve uh, any further. Uh, a development code line uh, is a code line uh, that can be used for a development effort that needs to be isolated for the main line for some reason. 
for example, uh, when you have a, a policy uh, that the mainline must always compile and uh, pass the tests, but you do have a to have a development effort that would uh, would break these rules for a period of time, then then you can uh, uh, branch off a development code line which has a different policy. Uh, and uh, when you're done with the changes in the development code line, you can then merge them back to the mainline when you are when you are uh, in line with the mainline policy again. So basically, you start off with a with a centralized mainline, um, would then go into a development uh, code line. Uh, in the development code line, you continue till you reach a, a certain stable state, merge it back to the mainline. And at that point, uh, you might consider shipping that uh, version, that set uh, of, of changes, um, that state of your product, and you cre create a release code line um, on which you polish your, your product till it's uh, really high quality and, and shippable, right? Uh, exactly. And uh, you don't necessarily have to necessarily have to branch a development code lines all the time, but uh, some some uh, changes uh, that don't break uh, break so much during development, uh, that don't break other things so much, can be certainly done in the mainline mainline. Uh, uh, but but for those bigger efforts, it's it certainly makes sense to makes sense to use a temporary development code line and uh, and the fact that the releases are all, all, always branched of the one single mainline uh, that that actually simplifies uh, simplifies a lot of things okay so with this you really allow for concurrency so it it doesn't mean that you have to follow that strictly sequentially but uh, you could have multiple teams develop on the same on the same set of files basically in in different development code lines exactly exactly Okay, so what is your recommendation on how to get started with SCM? Well, my, my suggestion is that uh, the very first thing that you do is to automate your build process. Um, that is to make sure that there are no, no external dependencies, or at least they are minimized in the sense that uh, all, the, all the things that affect your uh, software product, they are all... all uh, in the within the SCM repository and uh, and that, that they uh, and that the product always has the identification that can be uh, used for rebuilding the software from the from the repository and um, <coughs> and uh, in that, uh, and you should all set up a workflow or a, a process for the contributors to follow and uh, uh, define uh, policies for code lines. Uh, uh, but you should start, start simple and lightweight first. Uh, simplifying tool might not get you very far, uh, but certainly the uh, tools and the documentation may, 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 may uh, provide uh, sample workflows and guidance on defining, on your, defining your own. From which tool and what kind of uh, documentation did you personally benefit 
the most? Uh, actually, uh, what I found uh, very interesting uh, is the uh, documentation on on perforce, and uh, even though though the documentation is certainly for the one tool, but uh, these concepts are very 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 well applicable to other tools as well. Okay, great. So, any final pearls of wisdom? Uh, yeah, I know that there are, uh, there might be people who think that the SEM is a boring subject, and uh, and uh, in this case, uh, you might want to do a web search for for bisecting for bugs. I think this is a very interesting technique uh, to combine automated testing and uh, software configuration management. I've used this uh, in the past, and I, I found it a very practical tool. And uh, just uh, knowing about it might help uh, spark interest in SCM as well. Thanks, Petri. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for downloading and listening to Software Engineering Radio. Software Engineering Radio is an educational program brought to you by Hillside Europe. If you want more information about the podcast and all the other episodes, visit our website at se-radio.net. If you want to support us, you can donate to the SE Radio team via the website. Or you can advertise for SE Radio, for example, by clicking on the Dick, Reddit, Delicious and Slashdot buttons. To contact the team, please send email to team at se-radio.net or if it is specific to an episode, please use the comments facility on the website so other people can react to your comments. This episode of SE Radio as well as all other episodes are licensed under a Creative Commons 2.5 license. Please see the website for details. Thanks to Charlie Crow and the Podsafe Music Network for the music used in this show. The song is called Vegas Hard Rock Shuffle.